Hello, Leapers. Chris here. As we're winding up for the season finale of Quantum Leap, we had the good fortune to speak with Martin Garrow, Quantum Leap's executive producer. We have been trying to get to Martin for quite a while, so when NBC told us he was available, we jumped at the chance, naturally. Martin spoke to Matt and me about his journey with season one, what it was like to get the new show off the ground, what considerations they had when crafting a new Quantum Leap for both old and new new audiences, and a hint of where the show might go in season two. We kept this chat very general. We were careful to avoid any spoilers for the season finale because we wanted to release this before the episode aired. So rest assured, there are no spoilers here. But we did have a wonderful conversation, and we think you're going to love it. So without further ado, here is our interview with Martin Garrow. Hey, this is Matt and Chris at the Quantum Leap Podcast. Uh, today on the show, we are super excited because we've got a very special guest with us. Uh, we're really thrilled that we've got some time today to speak with Martin Garrow. Martin, welcome to the show. Hello, thrilled to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you. It's it's quite the get for the podcast. We've been speaking to so many people associated with the show, and you were the, one of the last ones that we really wanted to hear from. So thank you the so much. Hold out. You're very welcome. <laughs> and what great timing as well, because as we record this, um, we're, we're just, we're on the cusp of the season ending on Monday. Uh, it's Friday now, so we're looking forward to, uh, to seeing how everything wraps up. So perhaps we could start by, uh, since we're now at the end of the first season, just, just maybe if I could ask you to look back over in a nutshell, some of the highlights for you over the last year, some of those, uh, unexpected maybe highs. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been an incredible season. I, 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 you know, for, for me, so much of it is about the making of the show and, and, you know, um, we try to keep it, the, 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 the goal always is to have a joyful endeavor, you know, and a joyful experience in the making of these things. And, and we've had such an incredible writer's room and such an incredible cast. It's, it's really been a privilege to make this show with everybody. The, the crew here in Los Angeles is, phenomenal so yeah we're we're just we're so fortunate it, it it was a um it's an incredibly difficult show to make as you can imagine like it's it's basically like making a pilot every week and um and so it, it's it, it took a while for us to get our feet under us but it's you know the ingenuity that this whole crew has brought has has been really incredible and, and i'm just so so grateful uh, more than anything for the you know you're, you're talking to me but You've talked to some others as well, but you know, 500 people work on these episodes, and um, uh, it's it's uh, it's deeply humbling to 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 be a part of something like this. Well, I mean, you had mentioned um, that you know, starting with the pilot, uh, we realized that uh, when you were coming on, there were some shifts behind the scenes from the original pilot to the second pilot that that you helped craft. Can you uh, maybe speak to that and maybe talk about some of the key challenges of bringing the first season of the show together? Uh, considering that um, not only did you have a whole new cast to work with, but you also sort of had to deal with the legacy of Quantum Leap when you were considering how to map out the season. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 a tricky show to get right. You know, like it's, there's it's one of those iconic brands of television. Um, you know, everyone, even if you weren't a fan of Quantum Leap, even if you didn't watch Quantum Leap, you know about Quantum Leap. Like, you know, like you may be able to hum the theme song. So it's it's just one of those like iconic television brands. And so, of course, it makes sense to reboot those in, in today's environment, you know. But, um, I, you know, 
we don't want to fuck it up and we didn't want it to be we we wanted it to be the right tone and we wanted it to be the right feel we wanted it to have the proper deference to the old show while trying to like you know cut a new path for ourselves and and look it's very very hard to do that the bar is very very high uh, their expectations are very, very high, both on the fan base, on the corporate base, on the network base. So yeah, it was, it was a tricky, it was a tricky needle to thread. But I, I, you know, for, for all of the behind the scenes goings on in the early days, none of that affected what made it to the screen, you know, and we were, we were very, very conscious of like, no matter how hard the show was to make in certain moments, um, that the quality of the show was being unaffected and that that was incredibly important to us and again i, I can't i can't i can't speak more highly of our our incredible writers room and the cast and the crew for you know weathering uh the early days as we got our foot under our feet under ourselves well i think i can speak on behalf of the whole podcast team that we we've been hardcore fans for 30 years and you did not pick it up so there's there's that great thank god <laughs> um, <laughs> Just uh, maybe walking through the season a bit, um, Chris started at, at the beginning. Clearly, you, you had, uh, or you and the team had a vision for the season. Can you talk about any pivots or changes that had to be made? Um, just thinking particularly in the fact that the season length changed, then you found out you were getting a season two. How did that change what you had planned out? Well, the good news is I'm like, I'm, I'm always very confident about season length. So we always designed the show in such a way where like, if we had to have ended it on 13, we could have, but like, we, uh, I always hope for more, you know, like if we, if we were, if they were going to cut us off at 13, uh, the, the show probably would have been canceled. And so I wouldn't have to worry about wrapping up the show necessarily, to be honest, you know, so it's like. So for us, we were like, it's kind of the same thing we did in, in, uh, when I did Blind Spot. Like we aimed to have around 20 ish episodes, you know, and then could always kind of contract last minute if we wanted to. And that's what we did here. You know, we, we had, we had once, once I came in, you know, we, we had a pretty clear idea of what this ending was going to be and how to build towards it. And so that, that's what we've been doing all season. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And um, we, you know, as fans have noticed the key difference between this series and the legacy series, of course, is the fact sure. that we get so much more back at the project. So can you speak to the process of how you went about maybe incorporating that element into the series and balancing it with more of the classic quantum leap feel? Yeah, well, look, I mean, the leaps drive the show, right? Like, it's right there in the title. So, like, you know, you, you can't be taking air away from the leaps unless it's really worthwhile. And so for us, I think, you know, coming into a, a, a modern television environment with, you know, having to service basically two pots, very different pots of viewers. There are the fans that have loved the show and, like, have a great sentimental attachment to it and also have a very... You know, what's crazy about Quantum Leap is like, it's kind of like loving the Twilight Zone. You know, like, it's it, everyone's version of what Quantum Leap is, all their super, I'm sure you guys run into this, is very different based on the like, what your top 10 favorite episodes of Quantum Leap are. That's a very different show than someone else's favorite top 10 episodes of Quantum Leap. So, you know, I, I think like trying to find some sort of like, well, what are the base, like, you know, the, 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 you know, hope, humor, heart history you know like those are those really are the four tenets of like what the show has to do so it, it was more capturing a feel 
you know, than it was like a specific, like, well, these episodes work, these don't, you know, I like these episodes, not these ones. And so it was about, okay, how do we do that? But then how do we, for an audience who's never seen the show and who are used to like a slightly more serialized storytelling, um, you know, cause there's fully like 20 or 30% of the audience that's going to wait until this last episode is aired to watch the whole season in like a weekend. Right. And so for them, we wanted to make it feel like we were telling, you know, a full round beginning, middle and end story this season. So it was just about figuring out how to do that in a way where we weren't hurting the feel of the show, the vibe of the show. We weren't, we weren't protruding on like why the show was successful in the first place, but then also giving the show some more somewhere else to go, some other people, and to also like give Ray a day off every now and again, and not and not kill him. So like you know to balance to like just even in the modern economy of like how to make television, like you know you need a standing set to like to for the show to work, you know, and so and it's hard to do when you're in a different timeline every episode so that that gave us the consistency that we needed to pay for the leaps quite frankly and then it's mm-hmm. and, and then it's just been an evolution over the course of the season with these actors and these writers you know trying to now like find enough room for you know ian and magic and jen to like have a dimensionality that you care about them, that they're not just like funny exposition machines, you know, that they have, that there is nuance to their character and that they are dealing with stuff as well. And that's actually the thing I'm most excited about in season two is I think we figured out a way over the course of this season, how to involve them more in the show, if that makes sense. It does. And it kind of leads to our next uh, line of questioning, if you will. Um, now that you do have the first season established and you have this new quantum established, not only for old fans, but for perhaps new fans, you have your footing under you when it comes to these characters. Um, how are we going to see that evolve in season two? And does that open the door for some maybe more direct callbacks to the legacy series because people are more comfortable with the new dynamic as it stands? So now you can kind of, you know, broaden out on it. We're really curious as fans about that. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that, like, were the the second season definitely is going to be a little less plotty. You know, like, it'll be a little less, like, there will definitely be serialized stories that we're telling. But, like, the present day stories won't be monopolized by, like, explaining time travel math. You know, where like someone's <laughs> got to always just be like, whoa, 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 say that again, but slower. You no know, headaches like, for magic. Um, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we have Ernie Hudson, who's this like incredible actor who's got this amazing gravitas. I would love to like use that on the show more and not just have him like, like again, him and Jen and Ian try to figure out what all this means. So when we simplify that story, that suddenly gives the room for those present day characters to have an emotional life that is like so much more fuller and um and makes those scenes seem more important if that makes sense so so again i can't give away too much because like you know we don't part of the fun is like going on the ride for me i i'm a i'm an anti-spoiler guy so i i think like but i i think we're we're doing something in the second season that i think will allow those stories to be for the show to be as engaging for the leaps to be bigger and more dynamic but to have the present day stories feel more grounded and vital. 
Well, yeah, I mean, so you just if, if we can maybe close out with this, um, you are, you know, doing a lot with this show. You've obviously had, you know, a, a big part in this huge team effort. Is there something specifically that you can point to in season one that um, you're proud of that you uh, want to take credit for that you think you helped directly influence when building this new quantum leap? Um. No, I mean, honestly, and I'm not just being Pollyanna about it, but like, you know, the greatest thing about this, what we do is that it is, it's an ensemble, like it's a collaborative medium, you know, and I think the best showrunners are curators, not dictators, you know, and so like, I'm happy to be, I, you know, someone's got to make the call at the end of the day when there's like a disagreement, you know, and someone's got to um establish what the tone of the show is certainly and so i guess like if anything you know that's that's what dean and i have been trying to do is find like what the tone is but no i mean we're we're it's such an incredible privilege to be working with not only again a group of incredible writers that is bringing so much of themselves to these stories like the reason the old show worked in my opinion was like you know, the leaps felt very lived in, you know, and um, to do that, you need writers to like open some veins into those scripts and bring a lot of themselves and uh, uh, and share their lives with the viewer. And, and I think like, if anything, it's been my job to create an environment where that's possible for, for people to come and bring their stories and apply them into the quantum leap universe, you know. Um, you know, so many of the shows, the original shows that resonated with me truly were, you know, for like my, you know, young kid living in Ottawa to suddenly have an experience that I could just never have. And, and, and so it was to be exposed to a community or a culture that was so different from mine and one that I maybe misunderstood. And so, you know, I, I'm incredibly proud of the entire team for the, the taking on what, what is feel felt like at times a monolithic, you know, uh, 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 endeavor and, um, and, and really rising to, to the challenge. And so, uh, so no, I, I, it's, it's difficult for me to be like, that's me. That's, that's what, yeah, I did that. That was cool. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm proud. The other reason that was awesome is just like, that's just not how TV is made. You know, like so many people put their hands on it from the writers and then our incredible directors, our phenomenal crew, then the incredible editors and everyone in post production. We have truly one of the greatest sound teams and, you know, the, the musicians that bring it like, Again, it's, it's like, if anything, I, I, I just have the distinct, you know, joy of being able to interact with everybody and see every piece of it along the way and see how much everyone elevates the material. So, um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just real, I'm just real, I'm just real proud of the, you know, the, again, the, the 500 plus people that show up every day and try to, Tried enough to it up. <laughs> <laughs> now that uh, you have the luxury of knowing that you have a season two and I guess the, the number of episodes that you have to produce, um, do you have season two pretty well mapped out at this point? Because I know you've already started production on it. Yeah, we have like we yeah, we're, we're real excited about season two. And, and our idea for season two is part of the reason we got such an early pickup. You know, we. We just had a really good idea for season two and we're glad that our, our network partners agreed. And so, um, it's so far so good. I mean, like we, 
we learned a lot, obviously, like, you know, doing these shows, you're constantly making mistakes, you know, like you're there. The idea is to never let that mistake hit the screen. But, you know, like we're learning constantly about like what this iteration of the show is good at and what it's bad at. And so to be able to like now come into a new round of stories, they feel bigger and more assured. Like the first episode back is the biggest episode we've ever done scope wise. I mean, it's, it's even bigger than our, our pilot, both of them. And, and so, um, so like it, it's, it, it allows us to again, just tell some cooler stories that I think we, we weren't sure we wouldn't have known how to do physically. Uh, in the in the first season, but now that we have our we have a shorthand now with you know our department heads and 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 we have an understanding of like what costs money and what doesn't here in Los Angeles, you know, like it's constantly evolving and changing. But like that's why the writers are in charge, right? It's like it's our job to kind of like know what the constraints of production are and then tailor stories to that constraint in a way that like doesn't feel constrained. And so uh, so for us, it's been. It's been an incredible year of learning that we've all been able to like now reinvest all of that knowledge into uh, not only making season one, you know, feel better emotionally, but also just like production value wise to be like, holy shit, like this is a whole new level of Quantum Leap. Wow. We are so looking forward to it. You have <laughs> so no idea. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have some idea. I have some idea. I mean, you love the show enough to make a podcast. So yeah. like, I get it. I'm there with you. I, I love it. Well, it's been such an amazing journey that we've been on over the last year. We are so excited to see the next stages, and we're so excited to have been able to spend some time with you, hearing uh, your experiences of it and, and hearing what's coming up. Um, Martin, once again, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Well, thank you, and I, I mean, truly, it's it's because of fans like you that the the show exists. You know, like somebody had to keep the torch going. You know, between that iteration and this one. And, and it was because of people like you and people that go to conventions and, you know, write the fanfic and keep it alive in the, in the ether that, you know, um, people are like, Oh, we really do need to do this. So, um, so thank you and everybody that listens to the podcast for your enthusiasm, not only this year, but in the past 30 years that have allowed this show to, uh, to existence and see a new light for, not only you, but a new fan base, and it, it, it means a lot. So thank you so much.